This program has been pre-recorded for airing at this time. Please hold all phone calls. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs, hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc., featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon, listening audience. Of course, you're listening to Save the Lost at All Costs. And I'm hosting today Pastor Joseph E. Terry, Jr. And I know that Nina is having a great time in Kansas City. She will return on next week. Let me give you the live call-in numbers. 702-650-5588 for locals. Again, 702-650-5588. And we also have toll-free number, 800-366-8883. Again, 800-366-8883 for those of you who are not local. KKVV 1060 AM Las Vegas is one of the ways that uh, you can tune in. You can tune in at 100.1 FM Las Vegas. And then KKVV's website, www.kkvv.com. And by dialing 605-313-0630 on your cell phone, you can also listen, and that's in the USA only. Again, you can tune in uh, by listening to 1060 AM or 100.1 FM. And that's local. And then KKVV's website, www.kkvv.com. And then also by your mobile device, 605-313-0630. Also, we're streaming live. If you have a computer, you can also go to KKVV's website and you can uh, see us in the studio. Uh, if you've missed any of the broadcasts, you can also see those uh, in the archive, and uh, you can go to www.savethelostatallcostslv.org. Again, that's www.savethelostlv.org, and look for radio archive rebroadcast. Click onto the tab and listen for free. The gospel is always free on our watch. Additionally, they can go. Uh, you can go to iTunes if you have an Apple device and listen to the archive radio ministry broadcast, and that too is free. Amen. Well, today we have uh, a great topic. Today our topic is change. 
what the church need. Amen. But I have a special guest in the uh, studio with me, and I will introduce you to him as soon as we can get by the preliminary things. Amen. Um, thank you again, though, for listening to Save the Loss at All Costs. We want to thank Zach, the technician, for all the work that he does. does a great job. And I encourage you, if this is your first time listening in, to make this one of the things you do on every Sunday. Remember, Save the Loss at All Costs comes on at 3.02 p.m. every Sunday. Now, our guest today is Bishop Charles E. Marshall of the New Bethel Baptist Church of Las Vegas. Actually, I I serve as an elder in that church. And how you doing, man of God? I'm doing great. I want to ask you to wave at the people who might be viewing us as we stream live. Amen. Amen. Now, we we do have an important topic to cover today, but Nina was in agreement with me about you sharing with the listeners about the Bethel experience. And, of course, uh, when Nina and I met, one of the things after she really got to know me, and that was back, like, in 2005, she said the one thing that really moved her was the relational aspect that I was a pastor that would develop relationships with his members. And so that was one of the big things that she really emphasized that meant the most to her is that we be a church that develop relationships and that everybody would have access to the leadership and that's from the, the pastor on down. In my experience with you, you appear to be that same type of individual. Amen. And so what I want to do is just give you a few minutes before we get into our topic okay. to share with the listening audience what the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit has given you when we talk about the Bethel experience. So can you share with us, man of God? Yes, I can. I thank God for the opportunity, and I certainly thank you for giving me this chance to come and speak on the Bethel experience. The New Bethel Baptist Church is a 70-year-old church, which I have been there 15 years. We major in loving one another and caring for one another. The Lord laid on my heart the ideal, the Bethel experience, because I believe that if you're going to come to church, you ought to be able to leave different than you came. You ought to be able to have had something said or a song song or something that would bless your heart and help you move through to the next week, maybe the whole month. And so we believe that you don't come empty and leave empty. You come and let God move in your life, in your heart, and in your experiences and situations. I am grateful to God because God has healed me and restored me. Amen. From cancer, I 
feel that you ought to have someone that can speak to you and talk to you and just encourage you in the manner in which things should be. And so we're so grateful. This movement is a great movement. Uh, The church is picking up and people are coming and uh, we have great men and women of God. And so I am excited about it. I want to share it with the city of Las Vegas and with the world. Amen. So uh, this is one of the things that uh, I just want to emphasize. You know, after God healed me, I promised the Lord that I would faithfully do all that he gives me to do. And so I'm grateful and I'm so thankful. Amen. Certainly I see some <clears throat> tremendous uh, moves of, of God occurring at the New Bethel Baptist Church. And this Bethel experience, to me, uh, it encompasses a number of things. One of the things I've heard you say over and over again is that you want to make sure that your intercessors are interceding. Yes. They're praying. You want to make sure that your deacons are functioning and operating the way officers should. You want to make sure that your ministers know the word and know how to impart the word. And I have witnessed myself as you stand before the church and give testimony, not talking about all of the great things that God has done in your life necessarily. You do that too. But you also talk about your failures. You also talk about the sin that you were caught up in and how you fell on your face before God and you've asked the congregation to do the same thing because what you want is you want a church that's holy because the people that are on the outside are those who are without those that are not in the ark of safety when they come in and they see us loving on each other they see us living holy then they gonna want to be a part of that yes and that makes sense. That that brings me to the reason for our topic today, mm-hmm. because it just seems to be a tremendous moral decline when it comes to the church. Now, it's not that it just started, because, I mean, we can go all the way back to the 14th, the 15th, 16th century. Uh, the Spirit has placed it upon our hearts to address a critical issue looming in our churches today. You know, there's corruption, greed, sexual immorality, and this covers every unlawful or ungodly act such as fornication, adultery, homosexuality, rape, and incest. Then there's jealousy, covetousness, and thievery. We're dealing with all of these things, and, you know, unfortunately, that means that there's much going on in the churches that's really not much different from what's going on in the world. And we need to handle that. When we have people come in, you know, I don't understand why that those of us who are believers expect sinners to act like saints. Well, some saints don't have it right. Right. So we need to address that. Um, I wanted to uh, take the listening audience to uh, some passages of Scripture. Right now I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, and I'm reading from the King James Version. I'm going to read verses 1 through 13. And my Bible reads, and that's 1 Corinthians chapter 5 again, beginning at verse 1. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife, 
Now, you know that's bad. Verse 2, And ye are puffed up, and have not rather mourned, that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from among you. 3, For I verily, as absent in body, but present in spirit, have judged already, as though I were present concerning him that hath so done this deed. Verse 4, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are gathered together in my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 5, to deliver such an one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Verse 6, your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Verse 7, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Verse 8, Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. 9. I wrote unto you in an epistle not to company with fornicators. Verse 10. Yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or with the covetous, or extortioners, or with idolaters. For then must ye needs go out of the world. Verse 11. But now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or a covetous or an uh, idolater or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner, with such a one, it put here, know not to eat. Isn't that something? That is. It says, don't even sit down and have a meal with them. That's it. Verse 12, for what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not ye judge them that are within. So he's talking about those that are outside of the body and then those that are inside. Verse 13 and final verse. But them that are without, God judges. Therefore, put away from among yourselves that wicked person. And you know what? And, and that's verse 13. It, it referred to a brother, which is really talking about a fellow believer. That I know that that's a neuter term. It could yes. be a brother or a sister in Christ. And they participate in these type of activities. Yes. And here's the thing. We have those individuals that are amongst our congregations, and I'm not speaking particularly about Bethel, but I'm speaking about the church, in period, yes. or in general. in general. And we, while we have those individuals amongst us, some of us have gotten comfortable with the knowledge that they are participating in such acts. Yes. And that's disturbing. Yes. It, it is to me. Um, but again, it didn't just start. We can go back to, like I said, the 14th or 15th century. As a matter of fact, what I want to do 
is I want to share with the listening audience about a man named Martin Luther. Now, I'm not talking about Martin Luther King Jr., okay? I'm not talking about him. Martin Luther was a German monk who began the Protestant Reformation in the 16th century, becoming one of the most influential and controversial figures in the history of Christianity. Amen. Luther called into question some of the basic tenets of Roman Catholicism, and his followers soon split from the Roman Catholic Church to begin the Protestant tradition. His actions set in motion tremendous reform within the church. Now, he became disillusioned with Rome. At age 27, Luther was given the opportunity to be a delegate to a Catholic church conference in Rome. He came away more disillusioned and very discouraged by the immorality and corruption he witnessed there among the Catholic priests. Upon his return to Germany, he enrolled in the University of Wittenberg in an attempt to suppress the spiritual turmoil. He excelled in his studies and received a doctorate, becoming a professor of theology at the university, known today as Martin Luther University, uh, Halle Wittenberg. Through his studies of scripture, Martin Luther finally gained religious enlightenment beginning in 1513 while preparing lectures. Luther read the first line of Psalm 22, which Christ wailed in his cry for mercy on the cross, a cry similar to Luther's own disillusionment with God and religion. Two years later, while preparing a lecture on Paul's epistle to the Romans, and I have that yes. by Luther. He read, The just will live by faith. He dwelled on this statement for some time. Finally, he realized the key to spiritual salvation was not to fear God or be enslaved by religious dogma, but to believe that faith alone would bring salvation. This period marked a major change in his life and set in motion the Reformation. Now, here's what I want the listening audience to really focus on. And we are going to make reference back to the Bethel experience after I go through this little introductory part here. Because you know we always got to get the Word of God involved. Amen? Amen. So, about the 95 Thesis, and I've, man, time and time again, I've mentioned this when I've preached at Bethel, yes. uh, and some people probably question, what is he talking about? So on October 31st, 1517, Martin Luther, angry with the Pope Leo uh, uh, X's new round of indulgences, listen to this listening audience, these indulgences to help build the St. Peter Basilica, okay, and this is that great edifice, right? nailed a sheet of paper with his 95 theses on the University of Wittenberg's chapel door. Though Luther intended these to be discussion points, the 95 theses 
laid out a devastating critique of the indulgences, good works, which often involved monetary donations that popes could grant to the people to cancel out penance for sins as corrupting people's faith. Now, this is really what this is talking about before I finish the rest of it, is that they were paying the priest for forgiveness. Yes. Yes, sir. Now, we can't buy God. No, we can't. Now, that's just part of the problem. Okay, but now as we go on, I'm going to make sure that those who are listening out there that are part of the Roman Catholic Church don't think we're just picking on Catholics. But we're going we're going to deal with that. Okay, Luther also sent a copy to the Archbishop Albert Abret of Mintz, calling on him to end the sale of indulgences, aided by the printing press. Copies of the 95 Thesis spread throughout Germany within two weeks and throughout Europe within two months. The church eventually moved to stop the act of defiance in October 1518 at a meeting with Cardinal Thomas uh, Kettigen in Augsburg. Martin Luther was ordered to recant his 95 Thesis by the authority of the Pope. And guess what? He never did. He stood by because it's scripture. Now, when I go back to um, addressing this topic and the issues that we're dealing with today, I think people will be surprised. You know, the word in um, 1 Corinthians 5.11, railer, uh, refers to mischief, uh, an abuser, in essence, a troublemaker. Um, the word is lotorus in, in the Greek, okay? But it's referring to one who is uh, mischievous, one who is an abuser. And, of course, that means that he's, he's a, an abuser of what? Uh, of, of God's sanctuary. He's an abuser of God's word. He's an abuser of God's people. Yes. Amen? Yes. And, and pretty much a troublemaker, right? Yes. We happen, you know... To have folks in politics, in the church, and throughout the world making trouble for those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. How can people claim to be Christians and yet refuse to follow scripture? I I know uh, people that consider themselves ministers. Yes. And yet they believe that you can get to God by other ways. Other than going through Jesus Christ. And he said it himself in John 14 and 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by or through me. Yes. Yes. So see, here's what the people are looking for that have that mindset. They're looking for a back door. There's no back door to heaven. There's only a front door. And Jesus is the one taking tickets. And if you don't get in past him, you don't get in at all. (laughs) Amen. 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 Amen, brother. Man, this is this is not a joke, and I mean, this is, you know, we're not having fun. Uh, this is critical, it's serious, and all of the churches, man, we need to come together and realize that change is not optional. It's necessary. Amen? Amen. It's what the church needs. Now, uh, watch this. We're not talking about changing Scripture. No, no. Because Scripture... 
is the same. same. That's right. And it's going to be the same throughout eternity. Yes. Amen. But when it comes to how we operate, when it comes to the things that need to be addressed and those who need to be confronted when they're not living right and they're in the midst of us, that's what we do. We carry the word. The word is our instruction manual on how to live. Somebody told me that Bible meant basic instructions before leaving earth. That's right. Amen. 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 So now, the Apostle Paul says this. Amen. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Paul is saying, follow me only if I follow Christ. So I'm saying to those pastors or those preachers out there that are part of the problem, People of God, when you're in the worship setting or you are out in the world, if you see preachers that are not living right, don't go along with it. And that don't mean that you're supposed to call them out in front of a whole bunch of people. No, no. You can you can approach them one-on-one because the last time I checked in Matthew 18 and 15, it says that if your brother sinned against you, go to him and him alone. Now, if that don't work, you need to take two or three to be witnesses or mediators. And if that don't work, then you take it to the church. You don't just take it to the open congregation. You take it to the leadership. Amen? Amen. Because some of the folk in the open congregation are not even equipped to deal with that situation. Am, am, am I hitting the, am I hitting the, you are. the spot yes. here? Yes. Amen. I know, look, Nina would not want anything less than for me to be uh, who I've been all the time. I mean, we used to host this show together for many years, and, you know, now I come when I can, and sometime I would like to come, and I'm not feeling well, but today I'm feeling all right. Amen. Change. change. Amen. What the church needs. The church is in tremendous need of change, but Scripture does not need any change, just clarity. Yes. yes. <laughs> and you talked about that, I think, just last Sunday you yeah. talked about that. It didn't just start in the last few years, but the problem that we see Paul addressing in the passage previously read, and that was 1 Corinthians 5 and and verses 1 through 13, um, it's existed for centuries. Okay. Amen. Amen. For example, Martin Luther, who waged his war against greed and corruption in the Roman Catholic Church in 1517 when he nailed his 95 Theses to the church door, sparkled or, I'm sorry, sparking the Protestant Reformation is evidence that the problem exists. Amen? And I, and, and, I, and I shared the material with the listening audience. Martin Luther believed in and taught justification by faith, and it was something for, that certainly couldn't be purchased with money. Instead, it was made possible by uh, the spilling of our Lord Jesus Christ's blood yes. on the cross. Salvation may be free. Amen. Amen. But it's very expensive. Yes, yes. It costs Jesus his life. Amen. 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 Therefore, watch this. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5 and 1. That's a King James rendering. The word justified in this previous verse in the original language of Greek is the word um, dikaiuo. And it means just or innocent. Now we know we're not innocent 
Because Romans 3.23 tells us, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So in essence, it really means legally acquitted or made right by the justifying blood of the Lamb. When we receive Jesus, then we are justified or we are made right or we are put in right standing actually righteous means to be in right standing with god we've all witnessed the shame and guilt of the roman catholic church when it comes to the sexual immoral acts of pedophiles or pedophilia that continued for decades but let us not stick our chest out too far amen because truth be told it also exists in the protestant church as well, this is for the Catholics that have been listening and saying that he's railing, uh, uh, the, the, you know, the Roman Catholic Church. No, it, it's not just the Roman Catholic Church. Amen. But, of course, they have been put on blast. Am I right about that, Bishop? They have. Yes, they have been put on blast. Yes. Um, pastors and preachers sleeping with their members and some even getting women pregnant in their congregations. Some of their wives sit on the same pew with the women that their husbands are sleeping with, and I've known that to happen in about three different churches since yes. I've been in Vegas, and I'm pretty sure you know about it too. But this is what I'm saying. It is definitely a critical issue that we need to address. It's not just us talking to the members, but we need to make sure that we're putting everybody on notice. And you know what? I keep myself in check. You understand me? If a beautiful woman walk past me and I see her one time, I don't even look second time. I got one at home, and I know who I have at home. And I want to say, I, I want to shout out to uh, Desiree. Her mother named her Desiree, but she's the queen of my home and the queen of my heart. You know, and you know what? You better not fail to <laughs> shout out to your beautiful wife. other half. Yes, her yes. name's Deborah. Deborah Amen. Marsha. Amen. Amen. I thought I heard you call a goddess one day. She's my gift. <laughs> yeah, she's my gift from God. Yes. Amen. Amen. So here's here's what I want to do before we go back to uh, finishing this topic. What I want to do is give you an opportunity to share what you believe the Bethel experience can do, how it can be instrumental. And we, you know, in us addressing these issues that we're faced with in the church. And see, here's the thing. Maybe the Bethel experience mm -hmm. can help other churches Amen. to address Amen. the issues that are looming mm -hmm. and to take action. Yes. Amen. Amen. Share with us. Well, I believe that the Bethel experience, first the word Bethel means the house of God. And, and on Sunday morning, this is where we're going. And I, I just, the Lord has laid on my heart that change is, is, is something that has to take place. Amen. Uh, people have to humble themselves before God. And it ought not take uh, a disaster or something else happening Amen. bad. But when people began to humble themselves in the presence of God, then things began to open up to them concerning Scripture and everything else. We have to first humble ourselves. Amen. And then love is key. We have to love one another. Amen. 
I have learned, and I, and I myself have been one that had different opinions toward other people. But when things begin to happen in your life, and when you get to the place to where you are humble, and God began to use you, it gives you an opportunity now to hear God speak through his word. And when he speaks, he talks to you in such a way that you have to become soft. You have to hear what God is saying. And so the Bethel experience is something that's happening. It's a great movement, and we're going to be blessed even more because we're going to be obedient to the word of God. And this is what it takes, love, obedience to God. Amen. Amen. I I hear you saying that we need to be proactive yes not reactive yes that we need to address issues because we need to do certain things like we need to be in prayer yes we need to demonstrate love yes toward one another when somebody lost come into the congregation and yes. they are there for the yes. first time yes. maybe they're there because somebody invited them to come if they come in and see us loving on each other then that's going to be a magnet that's going to draw them but if they come in and they hear grumbling and they see backbiting and things of that nature then probably they're going to go out the back door they come yes. in the front door and go out the back door amen. Amen. amen now for the listening audience look we have live call in numbers for you again if you want to call in and you're welcome to do so we want to hear from those of you who are listening out there at least those who are members of Bethel so Area code 702-650-5588 is for locals. Again, 702-650-5588. And then the toll-free number, 800-366-8883 if you're outside of the Las Vegas area. Again, 800-366-8883. We want to hear from somebody out there. We want you to comment on this topic and what you've heard thus far today. So, Bishop, I hear you saying that The change involves some things that are being actually, maybe they're excluded, or they are being ignored, or forgotten. Yes. Yes. The simple action of developing relationship. Yes. If you show somebody, uh, let's say, unconditional love or Love without strings attached. Now that that's my definition of uh, agape, yes, or you know unconditional love. love yes, um, th- that that's going to have an impact. Now you know I I believe this that churches grow numerically, but often they grow in numerically but not spiritually, yes. and so often you have people come in who come and go yes. because when they came in. Mm-hmm. They weren't treated with the love you was just talking about. Right. We have to, uh, in the Sunday school lesson this morning, it was really talking about camaraderie, and it was talking about friendship, and it yes. was talking about the friendship that David had and, with Jonathan yes. when his daddy wanted to kill yep. David. Because, Absolutely. look, and here's here's a guy who he played music to soothe his soul. Yes. He killed one of the greatest adversaries yes. um, of of. The throne at that time, yes. and then uh, when they went out on campaigns, which 
that's what they called them then. It was wars. But when they went out on the campaigns, uh, he would wipe out yes. ten times as many as the king. Yes. And the king was supposed to be the one that was leading yes. uh, the parade, right? Absolutely. But instead of him decorating him, he Watch wanted it. to whack him. He, yes. he wanted to take him out. Yes, he so did. he's getting too much attention, <laughs> taking all of my attention away. Yeah. But see, this is, this is one of the things I want the listening audience to hear, is that's what I admire and respect about you, that you, you. allowed me to come in. And I've been in fellowship with churches, and I've joined a few churches in the time that I've been here when I got sick and I wasn't actually the active pastor. And, and uh, I have yet, until I met you, to have the kind of love and, and, and how you extended, yes. you know, the welcome. And it and it moved from welcome to you belong here. Yes. You know, and, and you know, here's the thing. And that's not to say that everything you've done, and everything that you say has been right, you even come back and correct yourself sometime. Yes. But the thing is, is what you have done is you've been willing mm-hmm. to do so. And then, guess what? Listening audience, he's not afraid to let me preach, teach, and do other things. And, and, and you know, and then there's people who see that everybody ought to have some function. Yes. Because everybody that, that's come to Christ has been uh, distributed gifts. Yes, yes. Many people aren't using them, their gifts because they aren't really getting involved in the activities. Yes. And, and, and there's a difference between us having church and then doing ministry. Yes, yes. And, and I see gradually that we're getting that point across. And, and hopefully uh, those that are listening, whether they are members of Bethel or some other church, that they will take into consideration what, what we are touching upon today. Yes. Because this is, is critical. If, if more people were involved, uh-huh. amen, in exercising their giftedness, yes, you know, and we have churches where you have uh, just a, a few, 10% of the people doing all of the work. And, you know, you have people that are doing things that really is outside of their giftedness. And so things aren't really that... Uh, coordinated they they aren't that organized but if everybody who would you know have come to christ as a part of the membership would take an interest in finding out what their gifts are yes and then exercising those gifts Mm -hmm. that would take away time for foolishness that would take away time for sin that those those sinful activities that would take away uh you know that uh that green monster you know jealousy and all of that because guess what they would be operating in their area of giftedness they could they would find fulfillment in that yes am i am i on the right track here you are you are and i think that's what has to happen for the change to occur Occur. because it's definitely what the church needs Yes. Amen. Amen. So look, I tell you what, share your recent testimony with the listeners. Well, I uh, I was diagnosed in 17th and uh 2017 with uh cancer and uh I felt that uh it was unfair for me to have it. Uh I know people everywhere were battling it. And uh I I uh, I just couldn't wrap my head around why God would let me go through. Hold on, caller. We uh, we want to 
to get through this uh, testimony right quick, and we'll take that call. And so uh, I set up, and I had nights when I, I, I was crying and calling out to God. And, and in my doing that, um, I humbled myself before God, and the Holy Ghost ministered to me to be quiet. Not to ask these questions, but just humble myself in the presence of God. And on uh, Tuesday of this of last month, um, <laughs> my doctor told me that I was cancer-free. Praise God. And so I am excited Amen. about what I know God can do. And that's, I have, that's all the way back from stage four, right? All the way back from stage three, okay. headed into four. Okay. Yes. And God healed me. And I'm under uh, myself obligation to praise God. Amen. 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 Let's take this caller. Hello. You want to save Hello. the loss at all costs? Hello. God bless you. Um... This is um, Mother Desiree Terry from New Bethel Baptist Church calling in and just wanted to just praise God today for this show and to just uh, let you know, um, Pastor Marshall, that my my New Bethel experience has been and is continuing to be um, one one of the most wonderful and beautiful experiences God. I've had in my church life, and um, it's because of you and your your beautiful wife and all of the people that I have come to meet and know, um, get to know at New Bethel, yes. and I just wanted to say that um, just thank you. Thank God um, for leading my husband to you and to New Bethel, and that um, you have been an instrumental part in the Holy Spirit healing my soul and bringing my walk with God into perspective, um, with the Lord into clarity. And um, I just wanted to say thank you. Amen. Welcome. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. That's it. Amen. So, um, so the listening audience, if you're looking for a place to come, come on over to New Bethel. Amen. 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 Thank praise you. God. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Right. For those of you who don't know, that was my beautiful wife. Amen. 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 And. Uh, Bishop, I, I, I thank you, and I thank uh, First Lady Marshall, you know, for the kind and loving and caring leadership that Praise you God. impart Praise to God. those. And, you know, there, look, there's always going to be individuals that uh, you may have uh, challenges with. Yes. And, and if any of those are listening, they need to understand that, if you're not living right, it is the man of God's responsibility to call you on your behavior. Yes. Yes. Amen. 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 You, 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 you have to do that because God's going to hold the man, man of God, God responsible. Yes. yes. 
Yes. And you will be accountable for your actions, whether yes. you did what you were supposed to or you failed yes. to do it. Yes. There is a sowing <laughs> and reaping season. Yes. Paul said, <laughs> be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever man soweth, that he right. shall reap. Amen. And amen. You want to be on the positive side of the reaping season. <laughs> amen. 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 Well, look, I want to get back to um, the topic that we were dealing with. And you know that testimony, that was tremendous because I'm pretty sure right now, Bishop, somebody is listening to us that's in the position you were in yes. three years ago. And they're saying, there's hope for me. Yes. Yes. Amen. 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 What do you have to say to the individual that's listening out there right now They've never made a decision to receive Jesus Christ. Well, I would say to them right now where they are that they can receive, hallelujah, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Prayer and supplication makes all things possible. And so I am encouraged to just tell someone to just open your heart up and humble yourselves and allow God to come in. And he will do the finishing work. Give your life to Christ. Amen. We have another caller. You don't save the loss at all costs. Yes. Turn this, turn your radio down. Yes, this is Deacon Wayne from New hey, South Baptist Church. How you doing, Ellen Terry and Bishop Marshall? God bless you. Great in the Lord, now that we've heard yes. from you. Uh, it's an honor to be able to speak to you today. Amen. We had a very, very wonderful time. Yes, sir. In the Lord this morning. Amen. I agree. Uh, it's so made me feel so overwhelmed to be up under the leadership of you, Bishop Marshall. God bless you. And Ellen Terry, too. Yes, Amen. sir. Thank you, it sir. It made me humble myself. Amen. And be all about God's business. Yes, Amen. You know, built the experience, we on the right road. We're doing things there. Yes, sir. And I'm so very happy. Praise God. And the first lady, she came right on in the house doing things that God has told her to do. Yes. Amen. Praise God. All we got to do is be on one accord, the whole church. That's right. And just love on one another. That's right. And Amen. And have a hallelujah good time. Yes, sir. And Amen. the best yes, experience, the church. It's on the move. Amen. So Amen. if anybody want to get involved with a new experience, come on down to New Bethel. Back Amen. to the church. Amen. Hallelujah this morning. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Yes. Praise That's God. That's all I want to say this morning. I mean this evening. That's good Holy Ghost advertisement. <laughs> yes, Lord. And you guys enjoy. Amen. God bless you, my God brother. God bless you, my brother. Okay. And Amen. Later. Amen. Amen. All right. One of our deacons, he is a um, uh, assistant. The, yeah, the assistant chairman of the deacon board, and um, a brother that's always working. Yes. Amen. I get credit where it's due. Yes. And we appreciate him and uh, love him. Amen. You know, now we have uh, addressed fornication and adultery, but we have another problem: men sleeping with men and women sleeping with women. This is unnatural. Yes. And the scripture is clear on the destiny of those who commit such acts. And I, mean, I got 
uh, passage here, actually uh, Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 32, that I w- would like to read. But here's what I want the listening audience to to hear. And, and Bishop, you and I have had discussions about this on multiple occasions. Yes. You know, in in, in my estimation, if you are fornicating or if you are committing adultery or if you are involving yourself in illicit sex acts all of it fall under one word okay there's one word in in the new testament uh you know when you when you're talking about any of those the word pornea yes. is the word to describes to describe all of those. Yes. You know whether it's fornication, adultery, or you know the um, same sex or whatever. And I know that there's people out there who's saying, you know, you jumping on uh, the homosexual, homophobic, and all that. That's not true. We we love everybody. We love the homosexuals. We love the lesbians. We love the fornicators. We love the adulterers. But that don't mean that we condone or agree with or go along with the lifestyle. Amen. No, it's the lifestyle we have a problem with, not the people. Right. All of us have sinned. Yes. And come short of glory of God. I read that earlier from uh, Romans 3 and 23. Yes. But here's what I'm saying. We... We have a movement that, and it's pretty strong right now, that's just, they're trying to erase the scripture from the Bible or act as though it don't exist. Yes. I need to share this. I need to share this with the people that are listening. I'm reading from Romans chapter 1. I'm going to start at verse 18, and I'm going to read down to the end of the chapter, which is verse 32. And here's what it says, and I'm reading again from King James Version. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Verse 19, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath shewed it unto them. Verse 20, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So they can't, no excuses, because God showed it. He's given us the word of God. He's already, that, that sermon's been preached many times over for centuries. Verse 21, because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Verse 23, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Verse 24, wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Verse 25, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Verse 26, for this cause God gave them up Unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use of that which is against nature. 
Watch this, verse 27, And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. Recompense mean, you know what, it's payday, okay? For the wages of sin is death. One day it's going to be payday. That's what wages is, right? I'm glad it didn't stop there because in in, in Romans, uh, it, it it's um, Romans. Uh, which one is that? Is six and twenty? Is it tw- six and twenty three? For the yeah. wages of sin is death, yes. but the gift of God is eternal life right. through our Lord Jesus Christ. Man, I'm so glad it didn't stop at just the wages of sin, but that there was something else to complete it. Amen. Amen. Verse 28 reads, and we're back in Romans chapter 1 and verse 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind Mm -hmm. to those things which are not convenient. Verse 29, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, uh, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. That covers everything, Bishop. That yep. covers it everything. all. Yes, it does. Verse 31, without understanding, uh, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, yeah. um, uh, uh-huh. unmerciful. Uh-huh. Verse 32, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that they do. So they're proud of what they're doing, and they know that they are against God. Listen, if you're listening to us, come back on next Sunday. Tune in, and we want you to remember to save the loss at all costs. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live-called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKVV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 3350. 5852 North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 
833-5852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.